Hey, little nigga. Hey, what's good? I'm just chilling in the neighborhood. Coming at you live from the Durag Dungeon. I'm that boy Coot. Back with another regular ass episode. This episode is brought to you by Ashy Ankles and Smelly Earring Backs. This is June 30th, episode 42 of the Carolina Kid Podcast. Rewired and pure niggadom <laughs> shall follow. Um, so, <laughs> um, this episode is, is, is probably going to be the lightest episode you will hear in quite some time. Um, because I have chose to veer away from the dark and gloom, doom, gloom, and all of that shit. However, I am still about that cause, bro. I'm still going to tell you to support black business. I'm still going to tell you to fight. Okay. I'm still going to tell you to go out and fucking vote. Okay. I'm going to still tell you to do everything you can in your power to make a change. Okay. That's not taken away from none of that. However, this shit is a getaway, okay? Because I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be sitting here crying, okay? I've been crying for the past two weeks. It is time. It is time for a nigga to get the fuck out of the doldrums, cause so <clears throat> let's get started. Um, so let's start with Cam Newton. Cam Newton is now no longer a free agent. What team did this nigga sign with? Oh. <laughs> the New England Patriots. <laughs> what you you thought it was gonna be somebody who wasn't as evil? <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. I am congratulating Cam Newton. That's my quarterback. That's still my quarterback, bro. Teddy Bridgewater yet to be proven to this day. Yes, Teddy Bridgewater has had success. Has he had success with the Carolina Panthers? That remains to be seen. But my nigga, Cam Newton. Balled the fuck out in 2015. Gave us the best season that this team has ever seen, period. Okay. In its short 20-some-odd, maybe almost 30-some-odd year history. So, I'm forever grateful for my nigga Cam. If he got to move on because niggas is acting straight bitch nigga shit, (laughs) on some bitch nigga shit, then go and do your thing, nigga. So, okay. Cam Newton... Signed a deal with New England Patriots, and I believe it was valued up to seven and a half or seven point oh five million dollars, which sounds terrible for a quarterback of Cam Newton's caliber. However, he is been showing a track record of being injured, and that that has been something that has been a buyer beware for a lot of teams lately. I mean, yeah, whatever, nigga, but, like, okay, it's a reason. It's a reason why it is greatly a problem with this. So, there's an article from Yahoo Sports, and I love Yahoo Sports, okay? I, I love these niggas. I, 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 I love these niggas, you know? So, um, let's, let's, let's get started on this, because... Richard Sherman points out the big problem with Cam Newton's ridiculous Patriots contract, which is something that let, let, let's just let's just start here. Richard Sherman got like a four point nine <laughs> from Stanford. This kid is no dummy. I'm talking about he a kid and he older than me. This guy is no dummy He's one of the smartest guys, I think, period, like ever. OK, to be in the NFL. He is part of the players' union. He don't fuck around. 
Y'all call him a thug and shit because he was out here calling niggas out to their face like, uh, bro, uh, bro, uh. He from Compton. He don't fuck around, but he still got a fucking degree from Stanford, nigga. Like, like, what, what, what you, you think this shit is, is, is exclusively like, oh, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be so sedity and so nice with my, no, no, nigga, this is football, nigga. Big facts. All right, anyway. <laughs> so, I'm going to read. This article from Yahoo Sports. Quarterbacks can- <laughs> I can't, bro. Quarterback Cam Newton finally found a new home Sunday night, reportedly signing an incentive-laden one-year deal with the New England Patriots. With incentives, the league minimum deal, $1.05 million, could be worth up to $7.5 million. But San Francisco 49ers quarterback Richard Sherman has a problem with it, as he should. The league minimum, the league minimum for a quarterback that was MVP four years ago, the league minimum. Think about that shit. He's a black quarterback. Just think about that. Let's let's really ponder that. Okay. so furthermore, Sherman tweeted about Newton's deal Sunday night, pointing out the major issue money. Here's a tweet from Richard Sherman. How many former league MVPs have had to sign for the men? The league minimum. Asking for a friend. Just ridiculous. A transcendent talent and less talented QBs are getting paid 15 to $16 million a year. Disgusting. The biggest point ever made um, about this entire ordeal. So, Newton was named MVP in 2015, but he struggled with his injuries in the past few years. That certainly made him a risk, but his talent can't be denied. Even in 2018, when he struggled with a shoulder injury that required season-ending surgery, Newton completed 68% of his passes, by far a career-high and ninth best in the NFL at the time. Nigga. Nigga. Like, okay, so here's a really good, like, barometer for, like, how fucked up this shit looks right now. So comparing Cam Newton's pay to other QBs. So Newton is being paid less than Teddy Bridgewater, who replaced him, <laughs> who will make at least $8 million in 2020 after signing a three-year contract with the Carolina Panthers, the team that released Newton earlier this year. Taysom Hill, who is the highest paid backup quarterback in the league after signing a contract with the New Orleans Saints in April that is valued at $10.5 million annually. Nick Foles, who is making a total of $8 million in 2020 after being traded up to the Chicago Bears. Or traded, yeah, traded, I guess you could say up because he's he going off. To the Chicago Bears and restructuring his deal. The Bears also had to give up a fourth round pick to acquire Foles. Who will be competing with Mitch Trubisky <laughs> for the starting job, nigga? <laughs> who is trash? Um, Tua Tagovailoa, who was taken by the Miami Dolphins with the fifth overall pick in the NFL draft, despite a hip injury that required surgery in November. This is something that people were worried about the entire time. I was like, Tua is hip. How's Tua is hip? How's Tua is hip? Does he do the thing that Dak Prescott does before he starts with the little hip? Like, <laughs> nigga, they just kept fucking asking about the hip and, and all of a sudden the draft came they were like oh it ain't nothing no more man and he's still getting paid seven and a half million dollars as a rookie who never saw a snap in the nfl just think about that he never saw nfl practice 
Cam Newton is like going on his 10th year, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So, um, with that being said, um, let's move on because that's some bullshit. <laughs> That, that's that's some that's some major bullshit. But um, yeah, let's talk about um, movie theaters probably not existing anymore because I mean, it, it, let's be honest, the digital infrastructure that we have is gonna help us. I mean, if we don't have movie theaters, I think the movie theater can be home now. <laughs> I think the movie theater can be home now. I don't really have a problem with it, but according to the Hollywood Reporter, AMC theaters possible. <laughs> Bankruptcy too close to call analyst says So basically they like mm, they, they almost said bankruptcy But they can't really say that they gonna Go into chapter 11 bankruptcy yet But Let's delve a little deeper We believe AMC has the wherewithal to remain a going concern Until October Imperial Capital Analyst David Miller said in an investor's note As he raised the exhibitor Stock price target Imperial Capital Analyst David Miller isn't yet ready to follow his Wall Street peers and declare a Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing from AMC Theaters as inevitable. That shit is inevitable. (laughs) I don't care what you say. (laughs) Movie theaters are dying. (laughs) Are they going to ever come back? (laughs) So he raised the embattled cinema giant stock price target. Friday ahead of AMC theaters unveiling the first quarter financial results Tuesday because we continue to think the likelihood of chapter 11 filing is still too close to call at this point and there are many mixed signals we are maintaining our inline rating though raising our price target to four dollars from three dollars as he wrote in a investor's note so basically they just lying <laughs> I mean, that's this. That's what that sounds like. Like it sounds like they're just lying. So, so look at this. Listen to this. Earlier this week, AMC disclosed that it 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 expects its first quarter financials, which during the second half of March were hit by the shutdown of its circuit, to include a loss of up to two point four billion dollars, <laughs> driven by a big impairment impairment charge amid the novel coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. They gone. <laughs> they big gone. Like, think about AMC. AMC is the biggest chain of movie theaters. Okay. When you go to AMC, they got the recliner chairs. Some of them you can buy, like, the the, 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 the nice nachos or the nice curly fries and shit. I mean, I'm in Cary, and they got an even nicer place that's, like, better than AMC. But still, like, it's just like, mm, you, you know, it, it's it's different. Is big different. So when AMC goes, everybody go. It's like saying like, oh, well, you know, if Disney goes, everything go. like <laughs> Disney owns everything. So if Disney goes under, well, I guess the world might be fucked. Cause like look look at this, look at this, look. Even during these times, Disney is still able to put their shit out on their own platform that people are already paying for. They got their own contingency plan. They straight. They good. AMC, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> Bitch, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> what are you, you going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Go to a virtual theater? Oh, you got a payment service? 
Oh, nobody's paying for that shit? Oh, so that's that's where it is. You lost. <laughs> you lost. You, ain't, ain't nobody there, bro. Ain't nobody there. It's, it's gone. Tears for fears, nigga. <laughs> Tears for motherfucker. Fears. Mm. All right. So, next article. <laughs> next story. Ha Ha Clinton Dix encounters a bear and her cub on a scooter in the middle of the night. Who is Ha Ha Clinton Dix, you must ask? Ha Ha Clinton Dix has one of the greatest names, by the way. Um, it is <laughs> it is the greatest presidential joke in a name. You know, it's the most unintentional presidential joke name. However, Ha Ha Clinton Dix um, is a NFL player, NFL safety, I believe, um, who is balling. He has been balling his ass off for quite some time now, and I was hoping that we had got him. He, he, I think he came from uh, UNC, but yeah, uh, this story is fucking wild. So, um, give me one second. All right, so let's look at this excerpt from this uh, this one article that we have here. So, um. It says Dallas Cowboys safety Ha Ha Clinton Dix has delivered plenty of hits over the years. However, he wasn't exactly up to the challenge when he encountered a bear and his cub recently. Clinton Dix, this shit really just never gets old. <laughs> shared a video of the wild encounter on his Instagram this week. It appeared that Clinton Dix was riding a scooter somewhere on his property when he encountered the bear and its cub. <laughs> Clinton Dix was unharmed and the video of the encounter was timestamped, showing that it occurred Monday evening. Damn, nigga. <laughs> Damn, nigga. <laughs> oh, man. And it's funny. That nigga used to play for the Chicago Bears, which is <laughs> the irony, nigga. Like, <laughs> he had too much that he can bear. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I just, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, the star for the night is um, Chronicles and Ashiness. Um, and our Chronicle Tonight and Ashiness is brought to you by DJ Academics and his fuck ass. <laughs> Versus the, the great, immaculate, amazing Freddie Gibbs. I still listen to God is Perfect like multiple times a day, by the way. Cause Alfredo hits. Anyway, um, so <laughs> let's get into this Freddie Gibbs clapping back with like fucking fucking DJ Academics. This shit is first of all, if any of y'all know who DJ Academics is, he is a whole bitch. <laughs> like as a part to a half bitch or quarter bitch, DJ Academics fills the pie chart with being a whole bitch. <laughs> like Think about this. DJ Academics is best friends with Takashi Six Nine. Anybody who is friends with Takashi Six Nine and is buddy buddy with him, almost on a bro like, I'm almost say like a bromance with this nigga, truly has something wrong with him. That nigga is a pedophile. Okay. Even furthermore, I think my nigga DJ Academics probably said some of the most pedophilic shit. Probably heard in quite some time. So let's um let's dig because it, it's quite 
you, you see, it, it, it's quite the ashy, <laughs> the ashy tale, you know, the hustiness is just so strong and it could not be unveiled, <laughs> you know, it, it just could not be ignored, you know, the husty, crusty, musty, dusty, ashy ass niggerdom from DJ Academics is unparalleled. Shall we delve? We shall. So, um, I'm going to take it to Freddie Gibbs's, uh, Snapchat here because not, no, not the Snapchat. This nigga ain't got no Snapchat no more. Remember when that nigga had Snapchat? Freddie Gibbs had one of the best Snapchats ever. Anyway, let's, let's go back to, uh, his Instagram because, um, that nigga undefeated on Instagram tenfold. Okay. So let's go back to, uh, I gotta go all the way back to where this nigga was like, he said something really fucked up. So DJ Academics said on Twitter, this was like two years ago. He said, bad baby got bad titties for a 15 year old. What? She's 15 years old, dude. Huh? <laughs> and this all stemmed from a comment that DJ Academics made about Freddie Gibbs. And really, that stemmed from a comment that Freddie Gibbs made about Young Jeezy, which I think all of us believe is true. So, um, on, on Bootleg Kev's first episode of, of his podcast, who is a radio DJ from LA who has been fucking with Freddie Gibbs pretty much since the, I don't know, since the very beginning, since the very beginning. And, um, I mean, I've been fucking with Freddie Gibbs for quite some time myself. I mean, since maybe like miseducation of Freddie Gibbs and, you know, uh, Midwest box frame Cadillac music, that, that shit, or mixed with mid, with the mid, Midwest box frame Chevy music. I think that's what it is. He, this nigga had a lot of projects, but nobody really started paying attention to him until he started working with Static Selector. There was this live stream um, that they had where Freddie Gibbs recorded an entire album in a day. Fucking amazing. I don't even know what the video is for it, but it probably don't even exist no more. Remember Ustream? Ustream was a thing back then when niggas was like, uh, I'm streaming to millions of niggas and we all gonna watch it. <laughs> And that shit don't exist no more. Instagram took that shit. <laughs> so, um, but yes. So this is stemming from, you know, that 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 Freddie Gibbs basically said that Young Jeezy is no longer relevant, and that he is way more relevant than Freddie Gibbs is 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 right now. So, which is a very fair statement to make. Freddie Gibbs, think about this. When was the last Jeezy album that you was hyped for? It's been quite some time, hasn't it? Freddie Gibbs has been doing this shit consistently. He's dropped two albums in one in less than a year. Okay? And they both fucking five. Okay? And he might not be selling millions of copies, but his impact on the culture is substantial. And he still sell good, though. Like he still sell good. Like he, if you listen to that bootleg Kev podcast, he's talking about some real shit. He's talking about Freddie Gibbs, you know, um, or talking about his manager Lambo. Freddie Gibbs' his manager Lambo. He's talking about Lambo. Just call him, say he just bought a whole house for his family. Think about that. Like these niggas is not hurting, but of course, ashy ass niggas. 
Like DJ Academics got to say some stupid shit like, yeah, Freddie Gibbs is just as irrelevant as Young Jeezy. I don't understand what he's saying. Like, it's like, and I was like, oh, this nigga just fucked up. <laughs> this nigga just fucked up. You don't fuck with Freddie Gibbs. This is That's one of them niggas you just do not fuck with. This nigga from Gary, Indiana. He is a vice lord. He, I'm still scared of this nigga to this day. This, now, Freddie Gibbs say he not the nigga that he used to be. But uh, I'm still scared of that nigga. <laughs> I will not fuck with that nigga. That nigga said on Vice Lord to this day. I'm like, ooh, no, not fucking with that nigga at all, <laughs> at all on any narrow damn day. Okay, but um, but like, I mean, there's even tales that I've heard from people that have been around Freddie Gibbs, especially back in like the cold day in hell days. Remember that cold day in hell mixtape? You know that nigga was like, like the back in the days when that nigga was signed to Jeezy, he was, he was, he was, he was quite different. Okay, <laughs> he was quite different. Um, <coughs> don't worry, I ain't got the Rona. Anyway, um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, DJ Academics is all has always been a problematic ass nigga. I truly believe that nobody likes this nigga. I truly believe that he just has a following because Complex gives him money. And <laughs> I think back when they had um. What was it? What was the name of that podcast? I don't even know. What the, I don't even know if they still do it now. I think it might have been actually a clip from that podcast that he said that. I think it's called. I forgot what the name was called, man. Um, what was it? Was it Everyday Struggle? Yeah, Everyday Struggle. Yeah, from on that podcast, he beefed with Joe Budden every day, and Joe Budden didn't like this nigga. And basically, they were like, mm, "Fuck you, Joe Budden," and Joe Budden went the fuck on and had a even bigger podcast than they got. So interesting. Um. But don't nobody give a fuck about Nadeska. <laughs> don't nobody give a fuck about DJ Academics. And I don't know who that other nigga is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Anyway, um, you know, there's so much to unpack here. Because the absolute shade that Freddie Gibbs will throw you if you cross him is absolutely just un, un unbeatable. Like that nigga is always undefeated. He will never, ever, ever lose. <laughs> that nigga, he is Nas, like Nas. I won't lose. <laughs> like this nigga will not. Like either I will not lose, ass nigga. So you know, it just kind of was like, okay, well, let me look at some old tweets because there were some tweets that started kind of. This whole catapulting of bullshit that just completely cascaded into a cacophony of ashiness. And <laughs> um, so let's start with this one. So um, basically, Freddie Gibbs kind of started with um, <laughs> bring all your statements of, or not Freddie Gibbs. It's actually DJ Academics was like, bring all your statements of how much you made as a rapper. I'll bring up tax statements of what I made as a blogger and let's compare. You can't compare to Jeezy. He been lit for mad years. You a little nigga and doubt you compare to me, but drop your shit. I'm down, Mr. Gibbs. And this is a response to I'll give a bad bitch $5,000 if they admit to sleeping with academics. That shit, nigga, nigga. It's funny how, like, Freddie Gibbs will drop a sentence 
and DJ Academics drop a paragraph. <laughs> but we shall continue. So Freddie Gibbs response to that long ass paragraph of talking about who make more money with boy shut the fuck up. You pay for sex. Nigga. <laughs> nigga. 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 Nigga, that is so much. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> this nigga is great on Twitter. Like, let me let me tell you. This nigga is great on Twitter. So, Freddie Gibbs, you know, he poking and shit, just fucking with him, fucking with him. You know, um, and I think one time he said, you know what? Now, 10K to a bad bitch. <laughs> then let me know who he paid for sex. And all of a sudden, DJ Academics is like, this is the most bitch nigga shit I've ever seen. Okay, so DJ Academics is like, and ain't nobody scared of you. You can come talk to me right now if you can't wait for everyday struggle. Come talk to me right now. <laughs> and and it's one nigga that's, that replied that said everything that I felt when he said this shit. He said, this may be the only tweet in history where I can tell the person is writing it. The person writing it is about to cry through his words. <laughs> like, this nigga. <laughs> oh, Freddie Gibbs is undefeated, bro. And then he went like, oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not replying to I'm not replying to Freddie Gibbs because I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. Like, this nigga's a whole bitch. Like, <laughs> Freddie Gibbs is just going in. Like, there's this, there's this video of um Takashi 69, right? Him um DJ Academics sitting down looking at Takashi 69 from the back while he's kind of like lifting his shirt. And Freddie Gibbs says, "Tag a nigga to suck dick from the bike at DJ Academics." This nigga keeps going and going and killing this nigga. <laughs> like oh, it's just memes galore, man. <laughs> like memes galore. Skins. <laughs> oh my god. So there's a tweet here where you know this is kind of the beginning, but this is another one. This is another one. Um I want Freddie give statements on how much he made from 2017 to 2020. I'm telling that little nigga, he can't even compare to me. How the fuck you gonna compare to a nigga like young Jeezy who got a classic catalog? And then Freddie Gibbs responds by saying, I won't prove that you didn't have oral sex with Takashi. <laughs> he said, my dog, richer than you, bitch, <laughs> at academics. This nigga is just is killing it, killing it, killing it. Oh, my God. So, like, okay, okay, listen. Like a Teletubby. Look, he just tweeted seven minutes ago. I'm not responding to you against... Uh, I'm not responding to you again, Freddie Gibbs. You clearly have let the world know you don't got more money than me. Shut the fuck up, nigga. He sound like a whole bitch. <laughs> he sound like he just absolutely is on the verge of crying. And it is beautiful. <laughs> it is so beautiful. It's so much good shit from this, man. Like, ah. Uh. You are a little nigga. I'll son you 
your mama, your daddy, your son. This is DJ Academics talking big bitch shit. <laughs> so just know that like through all of this, that nigga's still a bitch. <laughs> this nigga's still a bitch. This nigga is absolutely a sad footnote on the on the on the cacophony of ashiness that is Twitter. And DJ Academics still all in his feelings. He like I think niggas don't know like <laughs> how Freddie Gibbs really was. Like how he really rolled. Like he's one of my favorite rappers, but I to this day I really will not fuck with that nigga. <laughs> like I wouldn't I will never cross that nigga. I would never say anything bad about that nigga. And still, I'm like, that's my nigga though. That's one of my favorite rappers still. So this is why Freddie Gibbs is so great. He has the clapback strength of like 10,000 Herculeses. Like this nigga don't really, <laughs> this nigga don't really care either. You can tell when a nigga is being a bitch and a nigga is being like super like, like chill and not giving a fuck. Freddie Gibbs say one sentence. DJ Academics say a paragraph. <laughs> But yeah, like like I said, I've been following Freddie Gibbs for quite some time now. That's my nigga. And I knew when shit like this happened, oh, I'm like, let Freddie Gibbs handle that shit. It's going to be great. It's going to play out on Twitter. It's going to play out on Instagram. It's going to play out everywhere. And it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. But with that, that concludes our episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. You can um, visit support black colleges to support a black business because, nigga, that's how black communities thrive. That's <laughs> how we out here, nigga. And um, shout out to Lotionless Chronicles and Ashiness. Um, that is that is what I'm gonna call this episode because that was a chronicle and ashiness, and this nigga needs some lotion for his soul. <laughs> this this nigga's soul ashy as fuck. DJ Academics, you been a bum ass nigga. Freddie Gibbs just shines a light on your bum ass nigga. Them don't nobody like you. <laughs> and um, the only reason why you got followers is because Complex pays you for those followers. And on that note, <laughs> subscribe to the Rash Intelligence on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, and anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Follow the Rod and Karen Doctrine. Leave a nice five star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it on the show. And as always, thank you. <laughs>